Hey everybody, welcome back to another great episode of MacBook Pro. It's your guy, Macklin Buckler here. Very, very pumped to be here and I I really missed podcasting. I think I took like a four month break from doing it. So it does feel good to, to be back at it and putting stuff out there. And I also took a pretty short, like relatively short break from journaling, but I'm I'm back to that as well. I think for me, the most important thing is that I have some way of getting my thoughts down, whether it's on a piece of paper or exchanging them with another person or podcasting, but I really enjoy it and I find that it brings a lot of clarity to the actions that I take for the rest of the day and the rest of the week as well. So I feel like I have really transformed this year. There have been a lot of changes over a short period of time. It, in terms of how many changes there have been, it feels like this year is like five years in one. But the time has just gone by so quickly. It's, it blows me away. So in today's episode, I think it would be fun to just cover what some of the changes have been and as always you know I don't really have too much of a structure so I just want this to be fun um, so yeah where do I begin so beginning of this year I decided that I didn't want to be an employee anymore and I guess I'd always known that it was an option to start my own company I had a side hustle when I was still working at Google and, you know, we didn't really make that much money doing it, but it was exciting that I had this outlet outside of my full-time job. The problem with having a side hustle, at least in my opinion, is that it starts to compete for your time if you let it, which means either your full-time job or other main priorities will be, I don't want to say deprioritized, but it will be very easy for certain things that are other priorities uh, to kind of just be disregarded uh, in certain circumstances. So it might be more exciting for you to work on your new website for your for your uh, startup and it, than it is to answer emails as a sales rep or than it is to go through your CRM and update notes from a call that you had with a client. Um, so those are, you know, those were some of the challenges that I faced when I started my business because I wanted to be focused on my job because I got a bonus for performance. So the better I performed, the more money I made. But it wasn't as exciting as what I was doing on the side. And before I knew it, I was spending much more of my time thinking about my side hustle than I was thinking about my full-time job. So I made that change uh, to actually stop doing my side hustle in 20, 
19. And then we all know what happened in the beginning of 2020. Um, right actually as the pandemic was unwrapping, I was in the process of getting my visa approved in the United States to move to Germany. So it was a really stressful time for me and there was a lot of change happening. And when I finally moved to Germany, my visa prevented me from taking on any other kind of form of pay, any kind of paid employment. So unless it was directly tied to my day job, which I kind of actually hate. I think if you come to a new country and you have the desire to do things outside of your day job, I think it's in the best interest of the government that you do it as long as it's legal that you do it. But what do I know? I'm just a guy who moved to Germany. And that's one of the things that I really love about the States. I mean, there's really not too much that I that I enjoy about the States as much anymore. Um, you know, I love Scooby-Doo. I love cartoons from when I was a kid and movies and the, the people that live there. Uh, but I think, you know, there's a lot to be desired recently in the US. And one of the things though that I that I do appreciate is the mindset that people have toward starting companies and just trying new things. So, you know, if you move to the US, it's pretty much encouraged. It's definitely not discouraged uh, for people to take big, big chances and, you know, bet on themselves. But when I moved to Germany, it was quite restrictive. And I kind of just took the safe route. Um, what would happen though is like I, the first company I worked at, I worked at for a year and I was pretty happy, I would say for the first four or five months and maybe even six months. And then I just started to notice that I wasn't really enjoying what I was selling anymore and was also kind of having my own trouble with leadership. And then after, um, coming to a mutual agreement with the co-founders that it really wasn't working out. I found another job at a startup and I was there for two years. And so it was really at the beginning of this year while I was still working for the second company that I decided that becoming full-time self-employed was something that I would be interested in doing. And once I made the decision, I fully committed to the idea. I started sending outreach on LinkedIn to try to set up calls with interesting companies, not necessarily even trying to sell them, but just trying to pitch my services so that I could get experience doing that. So I could make refinements and it actually led me to change my entire product model. Like I was gonna, like my, my business uh, model, I should say. I was going to offer a productized service doing uh, SEO and technical SEO, so helping companies rank better on Google. But then I decided I didn't actually find that very interesting. And I had a few conversations with my mom and 
some close friends. And, you know, one of the things that we kept coming back to was that it, it was me fully relying on someone else who had the skills and expertise to create this business. And I think if you're going to start a company, it's good, especially if it's your first company, it's good to have the skills to do the job on your own because you know what success looks like. You know how to drive it for your clients. If your co-founder gets hit by a bus, you're not out of business. Obviously, that would be tragic, but I'm just saying your livelihood is not dependent upon another person showing up to work every single day unless that person is named enter your name. So yeah, if you don't show up, then you may as well stop. But I think like in my case, I just didn't want to be dependent on somebody else to be able to start driving revenue for my business, especially not in a 50-50 split, which is what we were going to do. So I have since pivoted away from that model and I now just offer companies that don't have large sales teams an additional boost, essentially. I'm conducting outbound email and LinkedIn on, on their behalf and really trying to help them understand their product market fit and how to position themselves to their target audience. So it has been super fun. I also get to do quite a bit of content uh, and sales consulting. It's a nice blend of different things. And I can say now, now that I've been doing it for about four months, I can say that I'm happy. And I, I just enjoy having flexibility to take on new kinds of tasks and not just being confined to a box. And that's one of the challenges that I faced in sales as an employee is that you get put into a box and if you want to do something that doesn't fall into that box, you don't get paid any more money to do it. It's just an added thing that is on your plate. Now the trade-off is that you can say that you have professional working experience doing that thing. But it's not like your company isn't necessarily paying you to do that thing. Um, most of the time, at least in the past for me, if I wrote a piece of content for a company I was working for, it was time that I took out outside of my normal working hours to accomplish that. So I was pretty much working for free. And if they have a content team, they'll just take what you produce and they'll make the edits to it and they'll put it out there. But it's not the same as being a freelancer and charging for your services and having a company who is literally directly trading you money for what you're producing, um, looking it over and giving you feedback and then expecting you to make changes. So I would say right now I'm exactly where I want to be. I've lived, it feels like I've lived. 10 different lives in my lifetime that I've been 10 completely different people. And I think for me, what it, what it was is that I met so many different kinds of people who changed the trajectory of my life at a certain point. And I would say that the trajectory 
has been mostly positive. Whether it's a positive thing or not, or good or a bad thing, it doesn't really matter. But I was never really considered popular when I was in high school or in middle school. And it wasn't until I was in college that I actually started to feel like I belonged. And that was such a cool thing for me, being around people that were not judgmental, or at least not as judgmental as they had been in high school and middle school, where I could just be myself and not have to worry that I was stepping on someone else's toes or having to look over my shoulder. And now that I'm 29, I understand, even though it happened so fast, how I was able to reinvent myself over the past 11 years. When I entered university in 2011, I was pretty nervous, but also excited, but also it wasn't really the school that I wanted to go to. It's a weird situation, but pretty much I attended school right outside of Miami in Florida. And the school itself, it was like a nice enough campus, but it didn't really have a reputation of having great professors or having particularly intelligent students. It had a pretty high acceptance rate, which meant you know most of the people that applied got in. And the reason that I attended is that it was one of the only schools that A, accepted me, and B, I could afford to attend. And I only attended it for one semester. But during my one semester there, I saw a lot of weird shit. And and I met a lot of people that just changed my perspective on things. And then after I was there for a semester, I went home for Christmas break and I just never went back. And I'm so glad I didn't. I went to community college for a year. So from January until the end of December. And then after that, I I didn't want to get any more college credits right away because how it works when you transfer in the United States is that you can transfer as a freshman, you can transfer as a sophomore. And I believe that you can transfer as a junior. But once you reach a certain number of credits, transferring becomes very complicated. And I don't know if it's because they don't want it to be like a complete backdoor or if it's a financial reason. I don't really understand it. And maybe I'm, I'm wrong about, you know, when you can't transfer anymore. But my understanding is once you earn enough credits, which I'm pretty sure is once you have two full years, I don't think it's as easy to transfer anymore. And also, I didn't want to transfer without. I didn't want to transfer and only have one or one and a half years of college left. I wanted to still be able to go for at least three more years to college. So what ended up what ended up happening was I came back from um, Miami, went to community college for a year, then started to apply to colleges, and that was from you know let's just call it the end of December of 2012 until like the admission cycle started in August, like the the school year started in August of 2023. Uh, sorry, holy shit. Let me try that again. 
uh, community college from the end of December 2012. That is when I stopped going. I worked until August of the following year, until 2013. So normally there are two admission cycles for many universities to transfer in. And I wanted to, to start at the beginning of a normal school year because that makes it easier for you to make friends because you're not just you know joining the school in the middle of the school year and only there for a semester. Anyway, so yeah, I, I transferred. I went to a new school in 2013. And then I... Um, left after a year and I worked for a year and then I went back to school and this time graduated from Michigan. And every single time that I went to a new school, I met new people that had different outlooks on life. And most of the time they also had, it was gradually more serious students. So my first school was very not serious. Um, there was a kid that pooped in the, in the, in the swimming pool of my college and they had to clean it. And for like an entire week, the scuba diving, uh, there was a scuba diving major, just to put that into perspective of how not serious this school was academically. The scuba diving team couldn't dive for like a week. So the second school I went to, uh, the community college, yeah, it's community college, pretty much everybody gets in, but there are people of all walks of life. So you have like older men and women who are like in their 50s and 60s who maybe never went to college at all and they want an education. It's so beautiful. Honestly, like community college was one of the best experiences of my life. To this day, I'm very grateful for that chance because it, it helped me. It stripped away all of the bullshit of university. There is so much bullshit that's surrounded around or, or surrounded um, by reputation and re and uh and academic rigor and the beauty of the campus and the, the cost of the tuition and the sports teams and all of those other topics that, yes, they're important, but they are not everything. And in my case, community college was great because the professors that I had typically were motivated. Most of them were on their way to try to become tenured professors elsewhere or had already been tenured professors and now we're just teaching because it was the college that was closest to where they lived and it was exactly what you put in was what you got out of it so i worked really hard for a year and i really enjoyed my time um, after community college though uh this the third school i went to was way more serious it was like at least ranked the best state school of New York, so the best public university in New York. And then after that, Michigan is one of the best public universities in the world. So it was very competitive and a completely different caliber. And, you know, now when I look back on it, it's like every place that I went was just a stepping stone to become the person I was meant to be. And starting my own company really opened up my eyes because I started to realize that every decision that I make from here on out is going to have a direct impact on who I become and what I achieve. And it's hard to think that way sometimes because when you're an employee for so long, it's easy to have weeks that go by where you're not as engaged. But if you're not engaged and you're the only person that's actually running things at your company, your company is not going to last very long unless you're directly putting your time and energy into it. So 
I had a week this week. I think it was just because the weather changed so drastically. It became overcast and rainy and cold. But this week has just been tough for me. It's been tough to just feel as dialed in. That being said, I did close two new clients this week, which is great. It's just, you know, it's just difficult, I think, when your mind is in a different place. And that's something that I've been thinking about a lot recently is like, how do you optimize your environment to deliver better outcomes? People say that you are what you eat. I also believe that. But I also think it's not just about what you eat. It's about... (laughs) all of the inputs that you have in your life. And one of the most impactful inputs that that I've ever discovered for myself is exercise. And what I ended up doing for about a week and a half uh, at the beginning of the, of the month, actually maybe even two and a half weeks, is I fell off of my routine, my exercise routine. And it made me feel like trash because... First of all, if I don't exercise, it's I don't feel the same. And second of all, it's a shitty feeling to think that you have to start over again. And in my case, I love running. I'm fortunate though because I run frequently enough and I have run enough over the past like four years where if I don't run for three months or four months, it doesn't really impact me. Um, physically at least I can still, well, I still get fat, but it doesn't impact me. Like, it's not like I'm, I'm struggling to breathe. It's not like I'm, you know, out of shape. It, what, what it does though, mostly is it impacts me mentally and I feel sluggish and weak and unmotivated. And so yesterday I went for a run with the co-founder of one of, of, of the last company that I worked for and we had a great conversation and it was a, an extremely enjoyable run as as they usually are. And it just got me thinking that that's the missing ingredient. And I, I think if companies could build that into their, their culture, like if one of the founders of the company or two of the founders of a company or somebody who's like the head of HR likes to run with other people, creating some kind of running group within the company would actually make a ton of sense. So the other day I had a conversation with a contact who I was introduced to through a past prospective client. And the past prospective client knows that I love running. And so he was like, hey, since you're in Berlin, I know this guy who's trying to start an organization in Berlin where he's getting people together for regular runs he's franchising his existing group that he has in the uk and bringing it to berlin so you would you would be the one that's pretty much taking that over anyway i had a conversation with him he's a super nice guy and we came to the agreement that i would you know that i would give it a go so that is something that's on the horizon just getting a a group of people together on a regular basis um, from the startup world and having them you know do the thing that we enjoy doing, which is running. And I think it's a great way to bring people together. So we'll see 
you know, we'll see how it goes. I'm going to, I'm going to do my best and really give it my all. And when I start building my team, I definitely want to incorporate exercise like regularly into, into the company. So whether it's, you know, every other day or twice a week or even every day optionally having some kind of running club where we meet in the same spot and it's just kind of like a, we meet at eight o'clock and if you're there, you're there. And if you're not, no worries, obviously. So anybody who's feeling motivated in the morning or who wants to really get a kickstart to their day can just kind of run. And I think it's a great way to share ideas and, and talk a little bit of shit and just, you know, kind of have fun with it. Because at the end of the day, and this is how I feel about starting a company, I want to build something where people actually want to be there. I don't want it to ever feel like one of my old jobs felt for me. I want to work with people that I would want to be friends with. And I want to do things with them that make me feel like I'm part of the city. And although I definitely believe that people should be able to work remotely whenever they want, I even think that people should be able to move to a different country if that's what they want to do. I do find that it's very valuable, though, to have those in-person interactions, at least to start, just so that you kind of know the way that the other person is. Because when you only see them on video chat, you only really know what their face looks like, and you only really know how they sound. And maybe you know how they think. But when you actually see somebody in person, it's different. You see every part of that person. You see all of their intricacies. Obviously, you can see their physical stature. You can see their gestures. You know, you can share moments that feel more authentic. There's a lot more smiling. You know, you can shake their hand or high five them or hug them or whatever it is. And that's so important, I think. And I think that that's part of the human experience. And that's something that I really missed during the pandemic. But of course, it has to be people that you want to be around because I worked at a company where one, one of the companies I worked at, I really didn't want to see my coworkers at all. And there were only a couple people that I was really friends with. The rest of my coworkers were just nice people, but I didn't know them and I didn't really care to get to know them. So that's why I think I'm going to be a very good leader one day. At least I think I, I will be because I know what it's like to work somewhere that sucks and I want to be different and I know what it takes to be different. And I'm also pretty easygoing, I would say. I tend to think a lot about the bigger picture, which, you know, not to be morbid, but we're not going to be here forever. So I try not to get caught in the in the bullshit details and instead just keep moving forward and try to find, you know, little little jokes that I can make during the day to keep people entertained. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm sitting at home right now. It's almost noon. It's a rainy day in Berlin. My dog is asleep on the couch. And I am going to grab food uh, with a friend, which I'm, which I'm excited about. And, you know, I think one of the things that... One of the things that I, I need to do a little bit more often, I think, is just try to make time for people and try to be a little bit more 
understanding of myself and, you know, the way that I feel and forgiving when I make tiny mistakes and also not forgetting, you know, how certain things feel because it's easy, especially when you're younger to continue to make the same mistakes over and over again, you know, eating something that makes you feel like shit, talking to somebody that makes you feel like shit or not talking to somebody, uh, not meeting with somebody and, and, you know, kind of getting psyched out in your head a bit. And then when you finally do meet them, because it's inevitable, you're like, oh yeah. Like, why did I make such a big deal out of this? This is really nice. I've been, um, I've been getting yanked into meetings like crazy and, you know, just trying to catch up on a lot of work that I've been doing this week. So it's been, it's been pretty tough, but, uh, I'm, I'm really excited that I'm able to make the time to see my friend. He's been living in New York for a year now. So he's back in Berlin and, uh, I think it'll be cool to see how the United States has shaped him and, and changed the way that he looks at life. I wouldn't be surprised if he's wearing a cowboy hat and cowboy boots or at least a Dallas Cowboys shirt, which I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. It's an American football team, if you don't know, but I love them so much. But a lot of people don't like them because they branded themselves as America's team. And a lot of their fans are not from Dallas. Like, I'm not from Dallas. I'm I'm actually from, I was born in the state above Texas but we don't have an American football team there. So they're the team. And it was the first city that I ever visited was Dallas. So it meant a lot to me, you know, from the time that I was a little boy. And I also had a Dallas Cowboys jacket when I was like five or six. So, you know, that's how, that's how you get started on things. And if he's wearing a Dallas Cowboys shirt today, when we have lunch, I'm going to be very proud of him. Anyway, I hope that today's episode was somewhat helpful for anybody that's going through some times just to just to know that you're not alone. I mean, I'm sure I'll talk about this later, you know, in further episodes, but the beginning of October was really a shit show um, emotionally for a very specific reason. And, you know, I was able to get past it, luckily, and, and really just, you know, kind of heal. But when you get knocked on your on your heels like that, it's easy to kind of lose sight of why you're doing the things that you're doing. So, you know, if you're if you're facing a similar feeling right now where you're just, you know, wondering why you're still pushing forward on that project or whatever it is, just know, you know, if you give it enough time, you might be able to see the other side and come back and start to make progress again. So with that, I'm going to jump off. I hope you enjoy your day if you're listening to this during the day. And if it's nighttime, it's almost Halloween. So stay safe. I'll talk to you guys in the next one. Peace.